You're listening to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast with your host, Nick Chouquette. Today's show features another amazing entrepreneur who has found success online. Now, let's learn what it takes to be a million-dollar seller. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Chouquette. Uh, today, we've got Ian Sells, the founder of MDS, on the show, and we're actually going to switch it up, uh, and Ian is going to interview me today, so it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, I'll go ahead and pass this off to Ian and let him take over. Hey, Nick, thanks so much. This is such a pleasure and an honor, actually, to like sit here and interview you about your story and your life, because it's pretty amazing. And uh, I think everybody will really love to hear how you got started on Amazon, how you, uh, you know, overcame so much adversity and, and challenges in your life, and really like just, you know, help build that gap and build a bridge for you to, you know, connect with the audience. So I'm just so excited to have you here. You've been an insanely valuable member of MDS. And, you know, having you on the team, like means the world to me. And so it's just very an honor to, to sit here and, you know, interview you. So thanks so much for the uh, opportunity. Yeah, man. Awesome. I definitely appreciate you saying that. And it's just uh, such a cool organization to be a part of. And uh, it was just so great when you decided to bring me in. I'll never forget that day when you and Eugene hit me up. I was actually out with my, uh, I was out with my wife at like a bed and breakfast or something like that. We were doing a little staycation. But yeah, man, I'll, I'll never forget it. Uh, it's been so much fun being a part of the the, the team uh, yeah. and working together, man. <laughs> actually, my, my initial memory of actually kind of approaching you about it was down in Costa Rica. We were sitting at the bar together and having a chat. And I was like, I really want Nick to be a part of MBS and in a more, you know, substantial way. So it's been awesome to like, you know, make that happen. So without further ado, like, let's jump into this and really like, dig into the meats and potatoes of, you know, Nick Chiquette and how you really got started. So maybe you can just start off by telling us like, when did you start on Amazon and, and, you know, what really, you know, got you started there? Yeah, man. So I got started back in, in 2015 and it, and it definitely came from, you know, just a long journey of like terrible, terrible decisions. Um, you know, I, I had big dreams as a kid, wanted to do great things, kind of like, you know, those dreams got smashed as I went through school and, and just life really kind of beat me up and, and put me on a, on a bad path. Um, and, and right before my Amazon journey, um, I was, I was working a job for the Hampton road sanitation district, uh, doing shift work for, as a plant operator, I was literally in charge of a six story furnace, uh, burning, the <laughs> the sewage of Hampton Roads. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, and at this point in my life, already been through a lot. You know, I've already overcome a lot of adversity, um, and I was grateful for this job. My son had just been born, um, and I took this job. It was great on paper. I was like, all right, I'm gonna take care of my family. Uh, it was shift work uh, wrecked me, man. The shift work wrecked me. I mean, we were doing these seven to 10 day rotating shifts. You can never get used to anything. Uh, I fell asleep at the wheel three times driving home. Um, the third time I, I drove, I woke up to me like driving off the road into the grass. Uh, thankfully 
you know, no crash, nobody hurt, nothing. But uh, that was the wake up call. I was like, man, it doesn't matter how good this job is on paper. I've got to get out of this. Um, and like the next day I call, I call my buddy, um, on the way home from my, my shift. And I'm like, man, we, we should do that landscaping business. We've always talked about, um, he had, uh, he had the work I had experience. Um, I remember getting a loan from Wells Fargo on the way home from work for 20 grand. And like, I couldn't believe they gave it to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a phone call, literally like 30 minutes on the phone, I guess it was cause I had that job, you know, they know I had payroll or pay coming in and stuff. I'm not really sure why. Um, but yeah, they gave me that loan. I called my buddy back. I was like, man, let's do this. Let's get a Bobcat. Like that was the plan we had set. We were going to get a Bobcat and we were going to start, uh, doing these landscaping jobs at these, uh, beach communities and, uh, we did, man, we kicked it off. Uh, it went terrible. Like <laughs> we just went absolutely terrible. Like my buddy didn't really want to make the changes I thought we needed to make to run a good business. Um, and I, I lost a good friend, uh, and I lost 20 grand basically, yeah. um, <laughs> in that journey. So is and that when you started on Amazon? After that. that led me to Amazon, man, you know, because of my past and I'm happy to dig into that. I, um, I couldn't get a job, right? Like people didn't want to hire me. Um, you know, I, I had this history with, with drugs and alcohol and, uh, you know, people love talking to me. The interviews went great. Yeah, uh -huh. Nick, we want to hire you. Um, then, then they'd have to do their thing. Like, you know, most businesses do and, and they were just like, man, you know, I, I, we can't do it. We can't make it happen. Yeah. So I got told no a lot. Um, and yeah, I also, we'll go, I want to go back to that, but I want to say like, what took you into Amazon? You know, how did that happen from, from the yeah. story to, you know, Amazon, where, where's the, fill the gap in there? Yeah. Yeah. So we, I lost that money. I had to move back in with my dad. I tried to get the jobs, kept getting told no. And then, uh, this, this idea from my friend came across and he was like, Hey man, check out, uh, this drop shipping thing on eBay. Uh, I was like, what the hell is this? It sounded like a big scam, but I was in such a bad position. Um, I, I was willing to give it a shot. And I think I, I had like it was 20 bucks for this training. Um, and like, that's all I had in my bank account. I had 20 bucks and a credit card. Uh, so I gave it a shot, man. And like, I really went pretty hard at it. Three months in, I made my first sale. I think I like sold a hat and made a few pennies. Um, and, and just took it from there. It kind of snowballed. And then I bought the training. It was 500 bucks to learn how to sell on Amazon. I bought that training and then it was like another 90 days. Um, just exploded, man. My first month I got suspended. Um, because of so much sales and not enough feedback. Um, and that's how I got started, uh, on Amazon. And then, you know, from that was back in 2015. Okay. So from there, I, uh, then I started to play in the other world of selling on Amazon and all the yeah. different methods. So you started with the wholesale stuff. I started with uh drop shipping. Actually, I started through drop shipping, like, you know, like a blend of drop shipping, retail arbitrage. And, and then like I saw that arbitrage 
had some issues and like, I, then I started to reach out to whole, like, like wholesale drop shipping, um, and, and started to go down that route, um, and just kept getting deeper and deeper into it from there. Nice. Okay. So take, so let's go back now before that. Right. And you were saying, you kind of alluded to it. You had some issues with, you know, getting a job. You want to take us all the way back and tell us the story. That's like, I mean, I mean, you know, what led you to this? Yeah. Yeah. Happy to dig into that, man. Um, you know, as a kid, I just feel like I had, I had really big dreams, really big hopes. Like I wanted to make, I just wanted to do really cool stuff. Like I, I think everybody kind of can identify with, with feeling that way. And then you grow up, you get a little older and you're just like, man, life isn't what I thought it was when I was nine years old or something like that. Um, and now that I look back on it, as I got older, like around the age of like 12 years old, and I look back, like I was super depressed, you know? Um, and, and I just never really in the moment looked at it that way. Um, but you know, I, I had trouble being by myself. Um, I, I really didn't have much self-confidence, um, in a lot of things like with sports and stuff, I felt pretty comfortable, but anything else, like my relationships with friends, uh, women, like I just didn't really feel very confident. Um, and, and that led me and I also had this big hunger to do really big things that I felt like couldn't be fulfilled. And I didn't have um, my father to really guide me and point me in, in that direction because he was super busy uh, with his work and, and handling his own stuff. So I think the biggest factor that what led me down this path was that that fire kind of burning inside me to do something great and not knowing how to capitalize on it. And I, uh, I turned to that life of drugs and alcohol and partying, uh, to numb the pain. Um, and, and it worked, you know, it definitely worked, um, and, and kept me kind of comfortable with where I was at. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it put me in some really bad situations. Um, you know, I've been incarcerated, uh, probably about two years of my life was spent, uh, incarcerated, uh, due to, uh, getting in trouble, uh, due to different types of drugs and yeah. situations I was putting myself in. Um, and then I got, you know, ad addicted, you know, I, I was clearly addicted to drugs. Um, uh, I ended up being homeless, you know, I was sleeping in a vehicle for like six months, um, of my life. And then my friends kind of helped me out. Um, and then that kind of pushed me a little bit deeper into that lifestyle. And initially that's what I got in, in big trouble for was, uh, drug distribution, uh, because I was trying to figure out a way to make money, uh, to survive. And, and I definitely kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit, um, to make it happen. I just directed yeah. it at the wrong thing. I think that that resonates with probably a lot of people, you know, figuring out ways to like, just be scrappy and figure it out, like how to come up with some money or some cash or whatever early on in life. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I got goosebumps just, you know, listening to you talk about that, you know, how that all transpired, because I think a lot of people have stories like this that they can connect with 
that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't start easy. And also like being an entrepreneur allows you to have freedom and flexibility to like do whatever you want, because all those people that said, you know, sorry, you sound great. You could definitely do this job, but you know, your record has an issue that, you know, you had some struggles, you had family issues and it led you in a path that doesn't, you know, support you having a great future on paper, but doesn't mean anything about you personally. Right. So, I mean, that's just amazing. And so you were able to like get out of that situation. You know, you got this other job that you were falling asleep at the wheel. Right. And, and then, you know, you said, I, I just need something more and you, and you took it and, and you just kept, you know, taking it, taking control of your life. Right. And, and so, you know, does, do you feel like you were meant to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Like that, that burning desire inside of me to, uh, you know, to just feel like I always viewed the world as so big, so much opportunity. Um, and I feel like most, I mean, I've got three kids at home and I just like, I feel like it's a common thread between all of us is, is we come into this world seeing how great it is, how big it is and how much opportunity there is. But then we go to school and school kind of narrows our world down and they try to fit us into this, this box. Um, and I rebelled against that very, very hard. Like it did not seem like a future that I wanted anything to do with. So can you pinpoint like one or two things that actually turned things around for you that you just like said, I got got to just change. Yeah. So it was that, you know, the, the, the biggest factor was that moment. Uh, I was sitting in a, in a, a cop car cuffs on, uh, I was, you know, clearly knew I was addicted to drugs. Uh, I had this, I was in the middle of like getting this distribution charge. And I was actually grateful that it was happening because, uh, at this point I'd already been, you know, two years of my life behind bars, knew I was addicted out of control. Um, and I knew this was the turning point for me. And that put me on a three year journey of recovery, um, went to a, a rehab place, got out of there, went to what's called an Oxford house and lived there for three years and really, really discovered myself and how to be myself and be comfortable with myself, um, and, and the person I wanted to become. Uh, so that was like the number one pivotal moment in my life. Um, Number two, it was like coming back home from that experience and trying to make a relationship work that I really uh, just really wasn't ever going to work. And again, that kind of stemmed from my lack of confidence. Like I didn't know was another another woman ever going to love me like, you know, I've had this past that's terrible. And am I going to be able to overcome it? So I kept myself there. Uh, it caused a lot of friction and stumbling blocks. And the second pivotal moment in my life was when I, I broke away from that relationship and said, you know what, I don't, I don't know what's, I'm scared still. I don't know if someone else is going to love me, but that's better than dealing with this situation that I've kept myself in. Um, and that led me just to continue down this path of self-development uh, that I think really gave me some good uh, skills that I've carried into how I run my business and how I operate, um, in my day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Um, Let's dig into that because I think that's pretty, you know, that really is part of your whole like aura and life, right. Is 
these new things that you became passionate about, almost addicted to probably in a way that replaced the bad habits and the bad things. You want to talk about like what, you know, those types of activities were? Yeah. My first one was definitely like, it was health. Uh, when I was living in, in Winchester, Virginia was where the, the Oxford house was. Um, I, I was working on this organic community supported agriculture, um, you know, before it was a be a big trendy thing. Um, I, I was working on this farm. I became obsessed with it. I mean, and it like hit me out of nowhere. Uh, like it found me and, uh, I just really wrapped myself up in it and, uh, got into things like mindset, um, started exercising real consistently, um, and, and developed a passion for helping other people, um, be healthy as well. Um, so that was like a big one, uh, for me that really helped me and something that I, I found myself just really being wrapped up in. And, uh, it, it put me on a path to understand like why I was the way I was in the past, you know, why I was now, like I got into like the psychology of things and like really wanted to figure out how to fix these things by identifying the cause of them. So I figured if I could identify the cause of something, then I could have a path on how to fix it. Um, and that's definitely carried over into business as well, right? Like if a number isn't right in the business, uh, then I can kind of go down the path to figure out what went wrong. If I know what went wrong, I can figure out what I want to do to fix it. Um, and it just took a lot of work, man, like this type of stuff, you know, like I, I like to use the example of like how I dealt with, uh, like overcoming how I would communicate with, uh, with a woman, right? Like before I would be like scared to go talk to a girl. I'd be afraid of rejection. Yeah. Um, and then I realized like, Hey, rejection's really not that bad. Like it's, it's kind of part of the game yeah. actually. Um, so I just started putting myself out there more and like not being afraid of failure um, and taking failure as, as like a lesson and turning it into a positive thing and putting that spin on it um, helped that's me key. a lot too. That's key for entrepreneurs. And I always tell people the same thing. It's like, you have to fail in order to win. Like you, and you want to fail a lot. Right. And, and those, you, you don't worry about it. It's just, okay. On to the next one. Right. It, you don't need to take it so personally. And so I think that definitely separates like an entrepreneur from somebody who really wants to start their own business. They're scared of failure and entrepreneurs are like, mm, you know, who cares? So what if I fail? I'm going to start another thing. I'm going to try another thing. You know, I'm going to put myself out there. So I think I really resonate with that. You know what you're saying there. And, and when you're talking about the, the the fitness and how you identified a problem and like this, it sounded to me like you're building SOPs back in the day, <laughs> literally for your life, which is kind of cool. Um, yep. And so like, you know, that probably translates tremendously into your current business and, you know, your role with MDS and stuff like that. You want to talk about like, you know, how you uh, operate your, your business and like, you know, with what kind of level of you know, organization, things like that. I yeah. Think. So when it comes to my business, I really tried uh, probably to a fault to like really care about the people I'm bringing in. I want to put them in a, in a position that they want to be in uh, something that they're good at and they want to like explore those skills. Um, so we use traction, you know, from the entrepreneur's operating system to like really build out those functions on a chart and say, Hey, you know, where do you want to be? Like, like, 
what do you want to grow into and, and, and become with your life as well? Because in my, in the back of my mind, you know, I'm thinking about me and what I went through and, you know, people trying to fit me into a box that I don't really want to be in. So I want to surround myself by people that, you know, they want to be here. They, they, they're excited to, to come into work. Um, so that's a big thing for me. Uh, I think sometimes that I kind of look at that too much and I end up kind of burning myself because, uh, you know, it's not really reciprocated back from the other individual, like that I'm actually, I actually give a shit, you know, like I'm actually trying to help them out. Um, so, you know, sometimes there's that disconnect there. Um, but yeah, I really just try to bring good people into the organization, keep it structured. Like that experience I went through at the Oxford house, uh, really taught me about the power of structure. Like I think a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, we like to do things on a whim, you know, we like the excitement of it. Um, and, and I definitely do, but what I realized was structure allows me to be able to do things on a whim and everything else not get screwed up. You know, like if I have the structure and the system in place, then I can be that sporadic guy that goes surfing when the waves get good. And I just found out last night and, you know, tomorrow I'm, I'm calling out of work. Um, but things keep moving because the system, the structure is there. So like it, it was hard to get through that hurdle because I resisted the structure at first thinking like there was this boring life on the other side of it. Uh, but there definitely wasn't, you know, it, it allowed me to have more freedom. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I, I witness it in all the processes that you put out there and the structure that you create, you know, definitely shows how the business can operate without you in it, which is pretty cool. And I think you've been able to build that in some of your, in some of your Amazon businesses. So, you know, taking, stepping away from that, like when you have success in your business, do you do anything to reward yourself with, uh, you know, some, some sort of perk or how do you treat yourself well now that you don't, you know, abuse, you know, liquor and alcohol and stuff, right? How do you take care of yourself and make yourself feel happy? Yeah. Like I like to do a really nice dinner or with my wife, you know, that's a big one or, you know, I'll definitely, I'm not afraid to hit the spa and get a little bougie as well. So I'll, I'll do that. Um, a good massage or something like that goes a long way. Um, but my, my biggest thing is definitely like is surfing, you know, planning surf trips, having that surf trip, feeling like I earned it. Um, and I just get such a reward out of that time, you know, in nature, away from the computer, uh, just doing something that I love. So I really try to reward myself, like kind of whatever I'm feeling in the moment. Like if I, if it's Friday and I've had a good week and I finish strong, like, it just kind of depends on how I'm feeling in that moment. You know, I'll call my wife, be like, Hey babe, you know, let, let's go do this. She's usually down for just about anything. So, uh, she makes it easy for me. Yeah. I think you, you, you touched on something about like going on a trip and like getting away and detaching. I think you, you've mentioned me casually about like how that really changes sometimes your frame of mind or business. And you've been able to build this like, you know, business that's organized and runs itself, you know, slightly without you there. But what do you gain when you step away for a couple of days and go surfing and like completely unplug? How does that improve or change, you know, your, your attitude with the business? 
Yeah. So it really allows me to come back focused. Like I, and I, I don't know exactly what happens to me that does it, but it's, it's something I've noticed over the past couple of years that when I come back from a surf trip and it happens on the MDS trips as well, um, it's just like everything becomes clear. Yeah. You know, all this stuff I've been wondering, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, how do I handle this situation? It's like, it gives me the time to come up with better answers that I'm confident in. Mm -hmm. And then when I get back, like, it's just clear on what I need to do. And I, and I make the space for it on my calendar. Um, and I just dig in and, and knock it out. Um, so I think it's that, that space that it gives me that allows me to think through the answers a little more instead of being like, Oh crap, I got to jump to a meeting. Uh, let me put that thought on pause and hopefully I'll get back to it. Um, so I think it's that, that space, uh, just to come up with those answers and like the way my mind works, which I think a lot of ours, ours does is like, we'll come up with 10 answers for one problem, like in a matter of 60 seconds. So then you've got to like play out all these scenarios in your head and be like, okay, you know, these are the top three and, and that's what I want to chase down. Yeah, totally. And I, I, I totally agree with that because when I step away and I go to, you know, on a, on a vacation, I actually try to unplug a little bit. It, it just gives me so much space. And all of a sudden like new ideas just flow into my head or new ways to solve problems because I think as the entrepreneur and the leader of the companies, we're always like trying to answer questions really quick, like you said, and just kind of like, that's it, go that way when there's other ways to do it, but we don't take the time because we're always like so busy with different things. And we're just switching gears, you know, 12 times a minute that you don't really get the space. So I think it's, it's really great to, you know, unplug a little bit, but you also touched on, you know, in the past, how your friends, right. You know, took you in this path of, uh, you know, of, of, of negativity and things like that. And, and so then you mentioned like how, like even going to an MDS event, right. will like show you how, like, you know, give you some more space and ideas. And you're just like, you come back rejuvenated. Like, let's talk about, you know, who you hang out with your community and like, you know, how does MDS really like fit in and what's, you know, how does that build you up and, and, and what have you gained out of it? Yeah. So, you know, with my previous group of, of friends, it really just kind of pushed me deeper into the the life I was already wrapped up in. Like, you know, I've always had that mindset of like being, of standing out, of being really good at whatever I'm doing. Um, so, you know, when I was living that life in that world of, of drugs and partying, like, you know, I wanted to be the best at it. And my friends would, you know, push me into that and encourage me to do uh, crazy things that just got me in, in more and more trouble, you know, threatened my health. I've had, you know, a couple near death experiences doing, uh, really, really questionable things. And, uh, you know, it, it, they definitely, I want, I was going to say lift me up, but it's not really like, it wasn't really felt, I didn't feel like I was being lifted up. Now yeah. I look back on it. It's kind of like pushing me deeper down. Right. 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 Um, and, uh, you know, I, when I started my entrepreneurial journey, like I, I didn't really have a community anymore. You know, it was, it was me and, and that was about it. And, uh, then I brought my wife in and, and it was a little bit after that, that I got into MDS and, uh, 
you know, as I became more active in that community at first, I was like, whoa, like, I don't, what do I have to share with these people? Uh, you know, they're not going to get any value out of what I'm doing. Um, which was wrong. You know, I was, I was definitely doing a lot and, um, just belief, right. Yeah. Just a limiting belief, man, that, uh, you know, I didn't have anything to offer, uh, or that had already been shared, um, or something like that, which doesn't, which doesn't even matter anyways. Like even if it had already been shared, well, maybe there's some guy who's, you know, on Facebook today in this moment that needs to hear, uh, that message today. So, um, I started to become more active in the community and I, and I started to quickly realize like, like, this is my freaking tribe, man. Like these are my people, you know, like these are the people I've been looking for all my freaking life, you know, like, like finally I'm, I'm surrounded by people who are not judgmental, who uh, just support you for who you are and, and are always going to like push you to do better but not beat you up when you're doing terrible. Um, and it's, it's just brought me, uh, just so much like motivation and and clarity and, and it's just like such a good community. Uh, and it's just amazing that it's, you know, it's online, man. Like, uh, it's hard to believe that you could feel so close to a group of people, uh, but be thousands of miles away from them at the same time. Um, so it's, it's been just an absolute game changer in my business, but more importantly in my personal life. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing the the kind of people that have come into this group, you know, slowly over time, kind of, we built slowly and we continue to build slowly. And it just, we just always look for the right type of person because we don't want to let everybody in there. Most people check their egos at the door. They're willing to help you out. And the more you give to the community, the more you get out of it. And so like, you know, as you kind of came in, you're like, I, what do I have to offer? And then you start offering a lot of stuff. And all of a sudden everybody's helping you out and you're, you know, becoming known and respected in the community. I think that probably really gives you a lot of self-confidence in like yourself. And, and of course the values that you get out of like learning from other people in other parts of the world, right. And the country, like it really gives you this eye-opening experience and, you know, funny we're an Amazon group, right. But we have so much more that, that this MDS community offers people, you know, because we have all the latest and greatest and we have the people that are on the forefront of every little thing, because we have people that do a million dollars, right. Up to, you know, over a hundred million dollars a year, just, you know, in the group and willing to help, you know, for no money or whatever. So it's really cool to, to get that, you know, out of, out of the group. Um, what, when you joined the group, were you doing a million dollars? Did you join after that? How, what point did you decide to join MDS? And how did you do so I was doing a little, I was think, I think it was like 2017 when we hit the million dollar mark. And then a little bit after that, I got into MDS, um, because of the way I got into Amazon, it was like affiliate marketing. And, and, uh, I said, I didn't do the affiliate side. I just did the Amazon thing. And, uh, you know, I would share my sales, uh, because when I was not doing so well online, people would share their sales and it would motivate me. I'd be like, that guy can do it. I can do it. And, uh, I saw, I shared something on, on my Facebook one day and, and Sean Cannon was like, Hey, you should join MDS. And, and, uh, I think he like tagged you or something like that. And I messaged you and, 
uh, you know, sent you a screenshot and some bunny ears and my ID, I think was, was the, <laughs> yeah, was we the had a pretty fun process back then. That's how it started. Now all we see interviews and stuff, but yeah, I think there's everybody that remembers that time where they're like, okay, I joined or like I wanted to join and I waited too long. And it's like, you can't wait to join a community that offers so much value to you as an individual. I think like what I learned from the community and I didn't start it intentionally at all was just like, these are the people that I resonate with. I have my college friends. I have my, you know, earlier friends, we have family friends, but when I go on trips with, you know, people from here, I could talk to anybody brand new and we have so much to talk about. And like, we have similar, you know, ideas and we, and like literally we, we walk away from every meeting with like an idea that we're gonna like, okay, we're gonna do this. And then your entrepreneur self has to go, okay, you don't need another job. You don't need another business, right? You have to literally say no. At this point. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so it's pretty funny how that works out. Um, so yeah, let's just, uh, you know, wrap up with a couple of like standard questions. I think, you know, people might want to know about you. Um, you know, what's the best business advice that you ever received? I think the best business advice I've ever uh, received is to just focus on like one to three things um, and, and put yourself in a role that you enjoy being in. Uh, because I naturally want to be all over the place. I naturally want to learn as much as possible and I want to learn it really well. And it just doesn't play out the way we think it does in our head when we try to do those things. Uh, so, you know, when someone told me that it really kind of flipped it for me, um, and, and made me realize like, Hey, you don't have to be good at everything. You really need to be amazing at like one or two things. Mm. All right. So you wake up tomorrow with the same skills and life experiences, but your business has gone and you have to start all over again. What would you do? I would definitely still get into e-commerce. Uh, I would just do it differently. Like I would uh, set up my organizational chart right off the bat. I would be trying to hire the right people for those right positions, keep myself where I'm, I'm best, um, and really just lead that team to grow the business uh, on whatever niche that I'm going to get into. But I still think e-commerce is, is a great decision. Mm -hmm. And what, what kind of advice would you give to people that are listening out there, like selling right now or, or wanting to get in? Like, what kind of advice do you give people that are in that situation? Yeah. So if you've gotten into Amazon or e-commerce or, you know, any type of business, honestly, like, um, don't be afraid of fail, like flip the script on, on things. Like we were raised to kind of think of failure as like an end point. And it's not like it's it's a stepping stone for something else. So if you can flip the script in your mind and start to train your mind to look at certain situations differently, um, you know, now you're leveraging failure instead of shying away from it. You know, so you fail, mistakes happen, something goes wrong. OK, what can I do differently next time? Um, and, and just keep going. And I think there's a lot of areas where we have that opportunity to, to take a step back and say, Hey, you know, do I really need to think about this, this way, you know, where did this come from? Where did this idea that failure is a bad thing come from? And if you think about it, 
someone else taught it to you. You know, someone else ingrained that belief in you. It's not really yours. So come up with your own beliefs on the situations that you're encountering and you'll feel more empowered when you encounter them and have to move forward. Totally agree with that. Um, so one thing I'm trying to work on is like my perfect morning, right? Can you like give us a quick, you know, what's your morning look like? I think you have a pretty good routine. Yeah. So my morning, I wake up, I, I don't look at my phone. You know, that's the, yeah, definitely what don't. What's that? What time do you wake up? I wake up at, um, right now I've been waking up at six 15. So I get up somewhat early. I like to have that space, um, to myself where, where everyone else is still sleeping. Um, if I'm having trouble getting up, I'll actually like, I'll like just do some push-ups or something or do some jumping jacks to like snap myself out of it because I hate when I lay in bed. Like I wake up and I lay there. Like I just, I don't feel good about myself when I do that. So I really try to get up, get out of the bed, uh, start moving. And I usually either work out or do a 10 minute meditation, uh, on the headspace app. And then I'll have breakfast. Um, and then I, I hang out with the family for a little bit and then go into work. Okay. Nice. Um, all right, cool. So what's, uh, what's your favorite business book? My favorite business book, I think I'm gonna have to say traction. Like it's just, uh, you know, it's having that system is just so critical for me. Mm, that's a great one. Uh, best personal book suggestion. My best personal book is one that really helped me, uh, get out of my depression, get out of my addiction. It's called awareness by Anthony DeMello. And, uh, it, the book totally changed my life. I mean, it just really gave me insight into like how to be comfortable with who I wanted to be and, and how to actually like show up and be that person, uh, in real life. So I highly, highly recommend that book. Um, it's a great one. All right. That's good. And, and what's one thing that you're trying to change in your life right now or or habit you're trying to fix or improve upon? Yeah, right now it's, um, there's definitely a few that I'm working on. Um, but the biggest one is like being more intentional about the time I spend with my family. So, uh, you know, obviously a lot of us entrepreneurs get into business cause we want to make our own schedule. We want to be with our family more. Um, and sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that. Uh, while we're on this mission uh, to build this business. And like I've started setting like blocks in my calendar, like Wednesday, now we do pancake breakfast. You know, like every Wednesday we're doing pancakes. The kids get excited about it and it's on my calendar. I'm reminded about it. I'm thinking about it. Um, Sundays, you know, the weather's finally getting warm. So we're doing beach days uh, every Sunday. Um, that's the biggest thing I'm working on right now is just being real intentional about the time I'm, I'm spending with my family and not being on my phone, uh, yeah. when I'm with them. Totally. I think it, you know, you can be so much more present when you just put your phone down, you know, nothing is going to fall apart in the next 30 minutes and right same issues. And I, you know, being intentional about it really does help and you can actually let go and, you know, enjoy your family and your kids, you know, and stuff like that. So really cool stuff. I mean, it's such an honor to like interview you and have you here and have you like hosting the show and being a key member of the team. Um, 
like just your story from like where you were in your life and how you were able to pull yourself out of it and just keep redirecting your energy and taking it to where you got is like crazily inspiring. And I think you're going to inspire tons of other people just by listening to this. Um, And, you know, stories like this aren't unique. Like you realize that you aren't the only one that has this type of issue. I've, I've heard this, you know, over and over from different members and, you know, people that start from being homeless to this and, you know, addicted to drugs and this and everything in between. And it's like, all you really need is some, some, some inspiration, some guidance, some idea that you can do it right. And not be scared of failing. And that's some, you know, sometimes people get stuck in that. And that's where, you know, having the support group and the community of people that are just like you will really continue to inspire you over and over. And that's what we found, you know, through, you know, creating MDS and growing it and taking it to the next level. And so, you know, I think it's just amazing to see, like, here you are hosting the million dollar sellers podcast, (laughs) interviewing amazing entrepreneurs you know, and you being one of them. So like, congrats to you and like, congrats to being part of the team. Really appreciate everything. And, you know, looking forward to so much more with you. Yeah, man. You know, I appreciate everything you said there. I really appreciate you bringing me in on the team, man. It means a lot to me. And, you know, I, I have trouble believing that if there's someone out there, you're struggling with drugs, you're selling drugs, like you're living this life, like, nobody really wants to be there. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, I, I've been around some pretty interesting characters and you know, they, if you dig into their story, like they just ended up there, they're just trying to do the best they can. And then society pegs them as this, this criminal or this outlaw or, or something like that. And it's just, you know, it's not the case. And like, I have trouble believing that there's one person out there that was like, yeah. I want to be a criminal. You know, I yeah. want to be an outlaw. Like, you know, yeah. like where is that person? Cause I haven't found them. I and think it's, like, it's like the alcohol, like you can drink a lot and you have so much fun while you're doing it, but then, you know, the next day you're just sick. So yeah, you, you keep drinking alcohol and you never get sick. Right. And you just kind of keep down that path or you go, I don't like feeling this way. I'm going to stop drinking so much, or I'm going to drink less and then, you know, enjoy the next day. Cause I learned that with my kids. Like I can't drink too much, have a great time while I'm doing it. I'm miserable the next day or two. I'm not focused. I can't, my head's cloudy. My kids are, you know, need so much attention at the age they're at. And it's like, ah, so, you know, learn from that and, and you're able to, you know, pull yourself out of it. And so, you know, with your story, it's amazing that you were able to do that and like, see where you've come. I think you should be proud of yourself. And I think other people are you know proud of you as well. So. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping my story gets people someone out of that, you know, bad stuff I was into and gets them on a path. Cause like I see like people like that, they're, they're risk takers, you know, and that's what it takes to be a good entrepreneur. You got to be able to take risks. And if you carry that over into a different world, uh, there's just so much opportunity, uh, laying on the other side. Awesome. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up for today. Like it's, you know, your story is amazing. You, you've joined an amazing community. You joined us. I, you know, I'm so fortunate to have you on the team and, um, you know, I can't wait to see what else is to come. So Nick Chiquette, thank you so much. Yep. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for doing the interview. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Are you a million dollar seller looking to network with like-minded entrepreneurs? Apply for membership now at milliondollarsellers.com. Leave us a review and subscribe now so you don't miss out on next week's episode.